You know, Jesus said it'd be better for someone to have a millstone hung around his neck and be thrown into the deepest part of the sea than to lead any one of God's little ones astray. And this is a battle and our little ones are being injured and how it must grieve the heart of God. And if it grieves the heart of God, it should grieve the hearts of God's people and we should rise up. Hi, you're listening to the Zan Tyler Podcast. This podcast is brought to you by BJU Press Homeschool. Homeschooling is an exciting adventure we take with our children. One of the most challenging parts of this journey is choosing the curriculum you want to use. BJU Press Homeschool is a curriculum you can trust. All the books, resources, and videos have been designed with you and your child in mind. Their curriculum is educationally robust and rich, taking into account that children have different learning styles, strengths, and needs. Mom, you are in charge. BJU Press Homeschool is here to come alongside and support you. Do you need help with the teaching load or is there a subject you just don't want to teach? Their amazing video courses are available for all grades and almost every subject. BJU Press Homeschool believes that homeschooling can produce a new generation of students who know God, love their neighbors, and stand firm in their faith. For more information, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com. That's BJUPressHomeschool.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Zan Tyler Podcast. I'm your host, Zan Tyler. Let me take just a minute to ask you to please subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen. And if this podcast has been encouraging to you, please leave us a review. Each review really helps us. I also want to remind you that we are on YouTube now so you can see the interviews I have with our amazing guests. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We post a lot of content there. So today I am so honored and excited to welcome my good friend, Heidi St. John, to the podcast. Heidi is the author of several books, nine I think, including Becoming Mom Strong, How to Fight with All This in You for Your Family and Your Faith, and its corresponding Becoming Mom Strong Bible Study. Her podcast, Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, is nearing 20 million downloads and is available wherever podcasts can be found. Heidi has been married to Jay, her college sweetheart, since 1989. The St. John's reside just outside of beautiful Vancouver, Washington, where their nonprofit organization, Firmly Planted Family, and the Homeschool Resource Center is based. As a matter of fact, we recorded this podcast at the Resource Center. The St. John's have seven children, all of whom have been homeschooled, and four grandchildren. Stay tuned for my conversation with Heidi. I know you'll be encouraged by what she has to share. Heidi, thank you so much for being with me today. It is so wonderful to have you on the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. You know, I love coming on your podcast, Anna. <laughs> well, we've had a good time. We've been together now for about 24 hours. And yeah, you can tell by the way that both of our hair is on fire. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's right that's how you know some things can't be helped that's right that's okay right. all right so I want to talk first about how you started on your homeschooling journey so were you one of those moms who was just born knowing you wanted to homeschool or how did that happen so I know by the tone in the in, the, in your voice and way you asked me that question that you know that the answer is <laughs> That I never wanted to homeschool. I, I could not conceive it, of any woman in her right mind 
wanting to have her kids home with her all day long underfoot when she could put them on a little yellow bus in the state, come take them away for free. Uh, and so, no, I never wanted to homeschool my kids. And in fact, I made fun of homeschoolers. I was the person who was probably making fun of you, Zan, when you were homeschooling you your kids. <laughs> I, I was probably making fun of you. Uh, but honestly, it was the it was the Lord that got a hold of of my heart first, and then the heart of my husband, and we realized that the job of education uh, belongs to us, and we were co opting it. And we don't co parent with the state, and we don't co parent with the government or the school district or anyone else. And so, uh, after a series of of things that God used to open my eyes, we pulled our oldest daughter, who's now thirty one, out of the public school when she was in second grade, and the rest of uh, the six of our kids have all been homeschooled exclusively. So, yeah. So there you go. Yep. Heidi St. John was was a never homeschooler. <laughs> so how did you, what made you decide to continue homeschooling once you made that first leap? Uh, well, we saw the benefit. I mean, almost immediately. Uh, actually, I pulled, uh, not pulled, but when Sierra, so Sierra's a couple of years younger than her older sister, Savannah. So while Savannah was in school, before I'd really had my epiphany about education, I tried to get Sierra into the public school, and she missed the cutoff by two weeks. And so they wouldn't take her in kindergarten. I have this just inquisitive, really bright uh, child who wants something to do. And so mm-hmm. I made the fatal mistake of going to a homeschool supply store. Uh-huh. And I, I met a, a young man there. His name was Eli. And uh, I just said, hey, Eli, I'm not interested in homeschooling. You don't need to proselytize me. I'm not going to do this crazy homeschool thing, but I am looking for say, a good workbook or something that I can give to my five-year-old this year to kind of get her ready to be in school. She missed the cutoff. And Eli kind of looked at me with a sort of like, oh, okay, you know. (laughs) I mean, he gave me the gateway drug to homeschooling, which is a book called Teach Your Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons. And I read the instructions and they said 20 minutes a day and you can teach your own child to read. Well, I had thought I couldn't do that. I thought only professionals could do that. You know, I didn't have a teaching certificate. And so I thought, well, this will be interesting. So I buy the book, cost me all of, you know, $25. And I started reading with Sierra for 20 minutes a day. And Zan, this light bulb come on, you know, when her and I could see she was starting to get it. And I'm teaching her to read. And I just cannot believe it. 20 minutes a day. And I'm teaching this little girl to read. And not only am I teaching her to read, I'm loving it. I'm enjoying being with her. And, you know, before you know it, a couple months go by and I'm back to the homeschool supply store. Now I'm buying like the alphabet tiles that go across your ceiling, you know, I've got alphabet tiles. And then Jay comes home from work one day and I've put posters of the presidents up on the wall in the dining room. Of course, only the ones that I like. like. I mean, let's let's be clear. Uh, But it, it really, you know, at the end of that year, I noticed I was starting to pay attention that my oldest daughter was in school, you know, school bus come get her like 7.30 every morning and bring her home at about, you know, 3.30 or 4. And I was missing that time with her. And she was disconnected from her sister, disconnected from me. I had to work to sort of, you know, uh, massage her back into family life when she came home at the end of the, at the, end of the day. And I just, um, I fell in love with homeschooling. Mm-hmm. And so have we had bad days in 25 years of homeschooling? Absolutely. And hard days. And hard days. And days when I was just like, what in the world are we doing this for? But Dan, tell me, have you ever had a hard day in marriage? You ever been like, wow. <laughs> Never. Right? <laughs> wow, that's not fun. You know, I mean, yes. I mean, honestly, that's what it comes down mm-hmm. to. And you love, yeah, to you them. love yes. that which you value. Mm-hmm. And 
I love that you quoted our friend Jim Mason, who's the president of HSLDA, that uh, homeschooling is a love your kids movement. And as it turned out, homeschooling is what helped me realize how much I love my kids. Mm, that's so powerful. So the to you, the benefits of homeschooling have been the relationship as much as anything else. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I mean, the kids have gotten a wonderful education, but more than that, uh, we're bonded to them in a way that I don't think any other form of education provides because homeschooling gives you the thing that public school takes away from you. And frankly, even private school does. And that's time. Homeschooling gives parents back the gift of time. And mm. with that time, we we poured into our children and it was the best, best decision, hands down, uh, aside from deciding to follow Jesus, homeschooling our kids, the best decision mm. we ever made. Heidi, when is the first time we met? Was it here in Oregon? I believe so, yes. But I, to be fair, I knew about you. So you didn't know about me, but I knew about you because I had followed your work and I read articles that you had written. And so you came to speak at the Oregon convention, the Oregon Homeschool Convention. And I went to listen to what you were saying. And that, that was a long time ago. Was, I mean, that it was a I, I shudder to think how many years yeah. ago. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. Yes, okay? let's don't. Let's don't. <laughs> well, it has been a great friendship, and I just appreciate so much your ministry and the millions of ways the Lord has used you. So we are actually sitting here in your resource center recording together, which is so much fun and so fabulous. So tell us a little bit about the Advent of your resource center and the changes that are coming in the future. This is just such a great testimony to what the Lord can do through willing people. Well, I um, honestly, when uh, Jay and I have been now in the homeschool movement for quite a long time, and we saw something that was needed uh, in a long time ago, which was homeschool cooperatives. I, I do not believe that homeschooling should be done in isolation. I think that's hard mm-hmm. on children. It's hard on families. And so we we originally started planting, uh, probably like in the year 2000, um, homeschool cooperatives. And so we planted probably over 100 of them around the United States and in Canada and in a couple in, uh, in, in Europe. And in 2016, when Barack Obama, and Zan, you'll remember this, you know, Barack Obama by executive fiat, right? He decides that the public schools need to open up their bathrooms to whatever gender, whatever mental illness you identify with. And I was in Tennessee at the time in Chattanooga, and uh, we were living there for my speaking season for a few months. And I just looked at my husband, and I'm like, the homeschool cooperatives are not going to be enough. Uh, because, you know, I, I, I consider, Zan, you really at the front of the pioneer movement for homeschooling, and I was sort of at the tail end of the pioneer movement. You know, when I started homeschooling, when the Lord really got a hold of my life, you give Heidi St. John a little red wagon, I'm going to go to the library and we're going to get some books and we're going to figure it out. Right. We were really running to something, something that we saw that was life-giving, mm-hmm. something that we saw that would benefit our family um, spiritually and relationally and something that would benefit our kids academically. Today's homeschooling families are not pioneers, they're refugees. Hmm. They're not running to something, they're running from something. Mm-hmm. They're running mm-hmm. from an educational system that is morally and spiritually and academically bankrupt. And if they're going to run from that, then I think we need to give them something to run to. Yes. And so out Agreed. of that, out mm-hmm. of Barack Obama's, you know, executive orders and his opening up the bathrooms and the wickedness, really, that we have seen come into the culture on the heels of that terrible decision, we decided there needs to be a homeschool resource center in our area that was full time. So open five days a week. And so we opened in 2017. It's a it's a long, beautiful story of God's provision 
God's vision, and we know that God's provision always follows His vision. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were we were given a building here in Vancouver, Washington. We opened our doors in 2017 with about 150 students. So let me back up just a yeah. minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, when you say it's open five days a week, it doesn't mean that parents are dropping off their kids on Monday. Oh heavens, no. and coming back on Friday. So no, explain no. that. Just Although a little they might bit. want to sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. right. I think we've all had those feelings. <laughs> No. So we, what I mean, we're open five days a week and we offer classes here five days a week. And so we are not a drop off. Parents cannot drop their children off. Families, entire families are here. And so if a mom were to come to me and say, we've decided to pull our kids from the public school system, but I really want my kids to be in a choir or I really want them to be in dance or, oh, my goodness, I don't want to teach biology. Or do you do you have an algebra uh, teacher? Mm-hmm. Our job is to connect a tutor with a student. Gotcha. And so we have classes here, I think over 200 of them. And they're, and we the kids are only allowed to take a certain number of classes. We're not a school. We're a resource. And so um, we're making all kinds of connections. We're helping parents have one-on-one counseling. We'll teach you how to keep a transcript for your high schooler. Uh, we do workshops here all the time, you know, teaching the basics of mm-hmm. homeschooling. Mm-hmm. We have a bookstore here and a coffee shop. The idea is that parents that come here get what I call the three C's, which I think are the holy grail of uh, of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. The first thing they're going to get is community when they come. They're going to get classes, and they're going to get Christ. Uh, and so Christ is the center of everything we do. Oh, I should add a fourth. They're going to get coffee. Also, also. <laughs> well, that's and, important. Yeah, so, yeah, so so it's 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 the community, it's the classes, it's the coffee, and it's Christ. Mm-hmm. And they get that here. And we've created quite um, a beautiful community of people mm-hmm. that love the Lord, are rowing in the same direction, uh, it gives relationship. It gives opportunity. We've got woodworking here, automotive. We have a beekeeping program. Uh, you name it, we're doing it here. And uh, we're excited to expand. Next year, we're moving in. Actually, this summer, we're moving to a brand new facility. Oh, my and word. I saw that facility it's, yesterday. It's like a college <laughs> campus. It's, I know. Well, don't tell that to Mike Ferris because he was like, y'all could start a college. And, you know, of course, you know, right. it's me, Zan. Yeah, so I'm right. like, ooh, a college, you know. And uh, Joe is, Jay is going, no. Yeah, Jay's like, oh, whoa, you know, slow her down, slow her down. Uh, there, there, we are in such a crisis in this country mm-hmm. in education. We are, I declare a state of emergency mm-hmm. in our public school system. And they're injuring our children, openly injuring our children, openly telling our children things that are basic biological realities, uh, and they're challenging them. They're telling our kids things that are patently false. And how we expect this to not injure our children is beyond me. And so I say that it's time for us to build educational arcs as the waters of wokeness rise in the culture. We need to be start creating alternatives to this broken system so that when parents realize, oh, my word, uh, we're drowning there's an arc for them to go to, and that's what we're doing. We're building educational arcs for parents all across the nation. You know, this is totally off the subject, but I have to tell you this. When Joe and I were speaking at a leadership forum in Connecticut for the homeschooling uh Uh, organization there, we went to the Mystic Seaport. There was this little boat there, and uh, we started talking to one of the docents. He said this boat was on loan from the Holocaust Museum. Oh, wow. And that it was one of the boats that the Danish people used to save the Jews in Denmark from Hitler and extermination. And so very quickly, because you're talking about arcs, you know, that was my homeschool verse, how Noah built an ark for the deliverance of his own family. Uh, They told us the story, and I'll briefly tell you this, because to me it's just so, so powerful. He said that when the, the Denmark 
community, I mean, the whole country came together and said, we are not going to let Hitler exterminate our Jews. And so this little boat was owned by a woman, Henny, and it was her boat. And it was a light keeping boat, a lighthouse keeping boat. And so all the boat owners got together and they figured out ways to take as many Jews in the hulls of their boat as they could without without being seen by the Nazis. They were crossing wow. a ford and taking them to other places. So when the Nazis found out about their roots, then the Danish people had to be a little more creative. They started holding fake funerals for prominent Jews in hospitals because that was such an innocuous place for them to meet. And as they did that, the, the Danish were putting them in hospital beds, these Jewish refugees at this point in hospital beds, giving them new names with diagnosis. When the beds ran out, they put them in the attics of the hospital. When the attics were full, the nurses took them home. And only something like 300 of the Jews in Denmark were exterminated in concentration camps. And there were uh, six to seven, 8,000, I can't remember the exact number of people in the Danish community, Jews. And not only that, at the end of the war, when the Danish Jews want to come home, they expect to come home to poverty and nothing. The Danish people have taken care of their houses, their apartments, Mm -hmm. their businesses while they've been gone. So they walk right back into it after Mm -hmm. World War II is over. Mm -hmm. They're just their old lives as as much as you can after the trauma of being displaced. But, you know, it is that is how you rescue people. Yep. You give them meaningful, you, you take care of them and you give them a meaningful life. Mm-hmm. And I just see things like your resource center as being like Kenny and her boat. I mean, you mm-hmm. are you are not only just giving them some place, you're giving them a great place where they can be cared for and their children can learn and be loved and their faith nurtured. Yeah. So I just... You know, I we we, we need to be about that. Yeah. Well, that's as, that's the charge of God's people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel that's like right. that's what we're supposed to be doing. And and during COVID, certainly uh, it was that place. So mm-hmm. the entire state of Washington shut down. And I used to tell people the Homeschool Resource Center, the happiest place in Washington mm-hmm. state, because the kids that were here were unaffected by what was happening. We They weren't falling behind in their schooling. The mm-hmm. parents here were not living with this terrible dread every day. And in fact, we grew exponentially in COVID mm-hmm. uh, because we believe in freedom. We believe in freedom here at the Homeschool Resource Center. And we were not, I was not going to normalize for the children here what I believed to be abnormal. And so while the rest of this, the state was really struggling and while the schools were shut down and the kids were participating in these ridiculous online programs, although the good thing about the online programs, right, is that we got to see firsthand what was actually well, happening taught. in the schools. That's right. That's so right. that part was a blessing. But uh, we saw what we were doing here grow. And I love it because it's a move of God. Mm-hmm. It's God taking care of his children. And the Bible says, you know, Jesus said it'd be better for someone to have a millstone hung around his neck and be thrown into the deepest part of the sea than to lead any one of God's little ones astray. Mm-hmm. And this is a battle and our little ones are being injured and it how it must grieve the heart of God. Mm-hmm. And if it grieves the heart of God, it should grieve the hearts of God's people and we should rise up. And so that's what Jay and I are doing. And we're watching thousands of children now and their parents uh, be rescued, frankly, from mm-hmm. this broken education system and we're we're hoping, and you know, it's part of the freedom movement, right? To safeguarding mm-hmm. education, mm-hmm. and it's a sacred space, right? Jesus said in Luke six forty that when a student is fully trained, he'll be like his teacher. 
well, for goodness sake, Zan, who's teaching our children? We That's should right. know who's teaching our children. And I can tell you right now that for every good teacher, and there are wonderful teachers in the system, for every good teacher, there are four bad ones. And they're coming out of our public universities. They're, they're activists disguised as teachers that the National Educators Association is pushing the positions of authority in our schools. There is a crisis of education in our nation right now. It is literally good versus evil, and education is the front line. Well, we're, I'm just so excited about what you're doing. You talked about educational arcs, and yeah. we all have the ability as homeschooling parents to reach out to others. And uh, so, so powerful, yeah. powerful stuff. So you'll have to keep us posted um, as the new resource center opens. I will, I will. So you have had an amazing life that has included a lot of hard, backbreaking work. You're a speaker, a podcaster, an entrepreneur. You've started all of these learning centers uh, and a prolific author. So tell me about your latest book, Heidi. Oh, I have a brand new book coming out. I'm very excited. Uh, it's called Mom Strong 365, uh, Staying Strong Through the Seasons of Life. It's a 365-day devotional for mothers. And it's really just snippets, little um, little pieces into my life every day, sort of um, based on a scripture, a different passage that day. And I love 365-day devotionals. And actually, when Tyndale asked me to write it, I was like, absolutely, that'll be great. What I not realize <laughs> how much work goes into a 365-day devotional. And right in the middle of writing that, uh, I announced a run for Congress. And so that book was finished in September of last year, and it will be uh, hopefully available uh, in bookstores this August. So coming right up, I'm very excited. It'll be the last book in the installment of the MomStrong series oh, good. from Tyndale. So uh, yeah, just uh, it's, it's a wonderful, I love working with Tyndale. They're a wonderful publisher. And uh, it's just a joy. It's really fun. You know this, Anne, because you've, you've written books. It's really fun to see a book that you wrote finally make it to the shelf because yes. it's a long process between an idea for a book and then the laboring over it, going through the edit editing process, and then uh, finally seeing that book come to fruition. So we're excited about it. And, you know, 364 devotions a year is not enough for a homeschooling mom. <laughs> we do yeah, need that right. 365th day <laughs> in there because 100%. every day is a journey where we really do need inspiration yeah. outside of ourselves yep. and from so the Word true. of God. So yeah. tell us a little bit about your first MomStrong book and how that was the genesis of this whole series of books you've written? Well, I was a blogger before I ever wrote a book, uh, before I ever had a book that was published. And the Lord just grew that audience. It was just an organic, you know, reach. I never set out to be an author or a speaker, frankly, or anything like that. I really was just focused on raising my children and learning to become a homemaker. And, in the, you know, some women take up knitting and some women take up gardening. I just took up writing. It's just something I really enjoy doing. I love to write something and read it back to hear just, you know, the cadence to what I wrote. And uh, I really enjoy that. So I just started writing for fun. And uh, I had an idea for a blog series that um, it's a long story. It's kind of a funny story. But the Lord gave me this title when I was in the hospital, I had to have an emergency surgery. And I'm laying there. Jay's always like, was that the Holy Spirit or were you recovering from drugs? Like we're trying to, we're trying to figure it out <laughs> which one it was. But yeah. I really do think it was the Lord. And, um, and I wanted to write a series called Becoming MomStrong. Well, it just so happened that the, a few days after that surgery, I flew down to Dallas for a women in leadership conference that I had been invited to. 
And uh, my friend Kay Arthur was there and uh, one of the directors of some really prominent women's ministries. And I happened to be sitting next to her one night and she said, what are you doing now? And I said, oh, I'm going to write a blog post called uh, Becoming Momstrong. And she goes, oh, don't you do that. That is a book title. Don't waste that on a blog post. And she said, you should make that into a book. And I said, well, I wouldn't begin to know how to do that. She said, I've got an agent. Let me put you in touch with them. And the rest is history. Mm. She put me in touch with, an, with a literary agent who uh, signed me with a seven-book deal with Tyndale. And so the first book is called Becoming Mom Strong: How to Fight with All That's in You for Your Family and Your Faith. It really is the I, battle cry I of my love life. love the subtitle of the book as yeah. much as yeah. the Well, and you know me. Title. I mean, you yes. know that, that's, that that is what God yes. has put on my heart. Yeah. And so it's the, kind of the story of where I came from. I, I grew up in a very unhappy home. And how God has been showing himself to me in different ways. Here, the Lord of Heaven's Armies takes this young girl, Heidi St. John, who can't keep houseplants alive, but a terrible relationship with my own father, and he gives me seven children. And it's mm. a story of healing, and it's a story of awakening to uh, the, the purpose of motherhood and the spiritual battles behind it. And I hope that it encourages and inspires moms. If Heidi St. John can do it, uh, through the grace of God, anyone can do it. And so um, it's really... I mean, it was a a labor of love to write it. I think I cried a lot while I was writing. I laughed a lot, too. I've been the butt of a lot of jokes from my own kids over the years, you know, because you make a lot of mistakes when you're parenting. Um, But I think it's an encouragement. It has a companion Bible study that comes with it. So there's a six-week Bible study that moms can get. And then shortly after that, we uh, released uh, Prayers for the Battlefield. Um, And that's like a hand. I tell moms, that's a handbook for war. I wrote that. Zan, you may remember, I wrote that from mostly uh, in the hospital when my nephew Bobby was hit yes, by a car right. and he almost yeah. died. was um, I mean, we prayed for the healing of that boy who was supposed to not recover. Then he was supposed to never walk again. They said he'd be a, a quadriplegic. And I, uh, I wrote prayers of the battlefield, mostly in that hospital. Mm-hmm. And it really taking moms through the seasons of life, learning how to pray the scriptures and apply them. There's mm-hmm. power in, in praying through the Bible. And so, um, yeah, and I've just had, I, I mean, I love, love, love the written word, as you know. So tell us how the MomStrong books went into MomStrong International, which is a Bible study you do. Online. Yeah, well, we really, um, I told the my agent at the time that I didn't want to just write a book. I want to start a movement because it's me, Zan, you know, so <laughs> I, I just thought I want to, I want to start a movement of moms who know who they are in Christ and they can become strong in the word of God and know how to uh, gear up for the battles that are ahead. Because I do think things are going to get harder. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we launched Mom Strong International and in that we release Bible studies there every single month. I have, oh my goodness, over 60 of them now. And, and so I teach it. In fact, um, I was just teaching it today here in the studio. So I teach every Tuesday and I'm just taking these moms. Right now we're going through Genesis 1 to 11. That study is mm-hmm. called um, Supernatural, Having a Creator Changes Everything, teaching moms how to take the word of God and apply it to their everyday lives. And then we have a section in every study called Kids Strong, which right now is being written by my daughter who's in her second year at Bible college. And that is a study that's just for the kids that takes what we're learning and helps a mom teach what she's mm-hmm. learning to her children. So we recently rebranded to Faith That Speaks and, be, and the reason we did that was after seven years of running MomStrong International, the, the, the only really complaint I ever get is, why don't you open this up to all women? Because, you know, people will say, I have a friend and she wants to, to study the Bible with you, but she's not a mom. Or maybe mothers want to mm-hmm. study with their daughters and their daughters like, that's 
I'm, that's embarrassing. I don't want to be in a mom study. So we rebranded, uh, in fact, just two months ago to mm-hmm. Faith That Speaks. And it's it just goes with the question I've been asking women for a really long time. If your faith found its voice, what would God have you say? Mm-hmm. If your faith found its feet, where would God take mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. And uh, we answer those questions. Places. Surprising places is right. I mean, he took me to homeschooling. I mean, he took you to homeschooling and you weren't planning on that. And so uh, that really has been. We have a couple of thousand women over there now that study the Bible with me every single month. And people can find it at faiththatspeaks.com. Faiththatspeaks.com. Okay, so one of our dear friends, Jan Smith, has been teaching Mom Strong Bible studies or yes. having groups together for mm-hmm. several years. So I asked Jan as I was preparing for the podcast, which was her favorite unit? Oh, and she that. said, hands down, without hesitation, the one on hospitality. Mm. And, you know, I love this because I love what you say about hospitality, that we need to leave Pinterest and Martha Stewart behind. Come on. And focus on what we have it, just having an open heart and an open home yeah. toward other people. Yeah. So speak to us just a minute. Well, let me say this. So right now, I don't know how many times Joe and I have really just experienced and loved your hospitality. <laughs> and right now in the midst of podcasting, we just plop down in your guest room downstairs. It's great. It's yeah, great. We have had so much fun. So yeah. thank you so much. Oh, I love having you. I mean, that's the heart of the Lord, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think I, I remember when you said, you know, can we come stay here? So I was like, listen, if you if you don't mind coming over to, to laundry on the floor, because this is my travel season, right? So I'm literally coming home and I'm dropping my bags and I'm hoping that the laundry washes itself, which of course it doesn't. Then I'm coming here to the studio and I'm working. I'm going back home. So if you don't mind, my home's a mess, then you're welcome to come. And I mean, I think over the years, that's really what the Lord has shown me. People are not impressed by your really, you know, well-kept house. Because the truth is, if you've got kids at home, you don't have a well-kept house, right? That's right. Um, You have a well-used house. You have a (laughs) well-used house and a well-loved house and a lived-in house. Mm -hmm. And um, a friend of mine a long time ago told me that the best years of hospitality in her house were what she called the peanut butter and jelly years, when they didn't have any money. And people would say, hey, let's get together for dinner. And she and her husband were like, well, we got peanut butter and jelly. And that's what they did. And the best conversations that they had and the times that they prayed together and and grew in relationship with other people were during those peanut butter and jelly years. And I love that. I think it reflects the heart, the heart of the Lord. So um, it's a joy. Jay and I have had lots and lots of people in our home over the years. And you're busy. And it's we're not very like busy. you're just home all the time. And so yeah. let's have people over. You are doing that in the midst of a very busy, demanding life. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And, I, and I do think, um, I think the Lord honors mm-hmm. it, that that sort of genuine. I mean, you and I have been friends for a long time, but I but I have always wanted to be sort of what you see is what you get. So mm-hmm. the same person that's on the stage, you know, talking mm-hmm. to a thousand people, the same person that's doing the podcast or writing books is the person you're going to see if you come to my house for dinner. That's right. And I, I and that takes a fair amount of, <laughs> you know, that you you have to sort of be able to let your guard down. Um, but I let think your pride Lord, down. Let your pride down mm-hmm. for goodness sake. Uh, and uh, I won't say who it is because she could, she's probably listening to the show, but a long time ago, I went to a friend, my friend of my house and I asked her, could I stay at your house? I'm going to be in your neck of the woods. And she very graciously uh, opened her home up to not just me, but all of our kids. That is no small thing. Mm-hmm. When you know, we had seven kids with us at the time, all seven of our kids traveling, not just any old kids, our right, kids yeah. traveling. With us. <laughs> and uh, she opened up her home and she was tidying up the bathroom. And while she was showing me, you know, uh, where the bathroom was, big old cockroach scurried across, <laughs> scurried across the floor in the bathroom. And I'm telling, I've never seen somebody do this. She dove on that cockroach. <laughs> she like, you know, I mean, it was amazing. 
And we still laugh about it because she was like, I can't believe that I was a cockroach in my in my bathroom. Well, not two days later, I've got my little one outside in her backyard and she jumps into the pool and she immediately proceeds to pee in the pool. And I was like, I just cannot believe, you know, and it's real life. That's life. And why we expect things are going to be perfect when we have a company over or why we think we need to be perfect in order to have people over and to open our homes and be a blessing. Um, I think we just we miss so many of the good things and the good things happen in the middle of the mess. Yes, that's exactly right. So, well, I'm just going to do one more uh, shameless promotion here. <laughs> Heidi, one of the my favorite books of yours is Bible Promises for Moms. And I don't know how many hundreds of Bible verses are here, but you have divided it into topics with Bible verses that follow. So one of my favorite portions is the one on hospitality in this book. So if you're needing a book to encourage you or to give it a baby shower for Mother's Day, it's a little book, $3.99, that you yep. can get, I'm sure, from Amazon or Heidi's website or whether, wherever you want to buy it. These are also great if you travel to give away on planes or, you know, trains or wherever you come into contact with people. All kinds of people. Everybody needs hope these days. Yeah. There's also a great section in here on hope. Okay. There is. there, And I love, I'm getting stories. We hear stories from people all over the country and sometimes even around the world who will buy those books in packs of 10 because they're cheap. Mm-hmm. And they'll, they'll do what you suggested. You know, you see a mom who's just at the end of her rope in the middle of Walmart and you go, hey, I've got something for you. And I always tell moms, when you buy them like that, write something in the front of it. Oh, that's you know? a good idea. And so yeah. I've, yeah. I, when I sign that book, sometimes at conferences, people ask me to sign books occasionally, and I'll sign it. And I usually will write, you are loved uh, in the front of that book. Because really, that's the point of it, right? That yes. God loves you, and he's, he's with you. He's with you in the hard times. I wrote in there uh, on, on you know verses for moms who are experiencing the loss of a child. We talked mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. miscarriage. We've talked about divorce. We talk about the hard things, letting go of bitterness. How do you do that? Um, how do you learn to uh, to hear the voice of the Lord? All of those questions are answered inside the pages of the Bible. So this book just takes little snippets of, of your life and says, what would God say about this? And um, surprise, he has a lot to say. You know, Heidi, you have done so much, so many things. How have you managed to continue homeschooling in the midst of your busy- busyness? Uh, with a lot of help. <laughs> What's that that song? I get by with little help from my friends. Um, And that's the truth. And so uh, during my run for Congress, you know, Sailor Mm -hmm. was 10 years old. And we were praying about whether or not we would run. And one of my really dear friends, she teaches math here at the center. I love her, Miss Collette. She just came to me and she said, Heidi, the Lord's put it on my heart to just tutor your daughter. And so she tutored her in math for that year. And then another one of the wonderful um, tutors here at the center tutored her in language. So we got a lot of help that year. Jay has helped me over the years. I've got adult children. Uh, people sometimes think, you know, that I do all the things. And I do not do all the things. I don't think anyone can. That's and right. so for all the years that I was home, I was homeschooling full time. Mm-hmm. And then the mm-hmm. Lord kind of called us to different things. He, and we, we want our children to be with us. And right. so right. they have been with us. But we have had a lot of help from our friends over the years. And um, I'm to, kind of to the point now where we really have one daughter left at home. Mm-hmm. And she's our little ballerina. She's dancing on point this year. And we just ask the Lord, you know, give us exactly what you want for this child, for this year, for this season. And then we ask the Lord to do it because God's God's work and in God's time doesn't lack God's wisdom and his supply. And that's what we need as parents, right? Mm-hmm. I've told uh, audiences for years, 
You know, we we don't want to compare ourselves to anybody else, not another homeschool mom. We don't want to compare our marriages to somebody else's marriage. Because when we do that, we start comparing ourselves and comparison is the thief of joy. Hmm. And so pretty soon I'm like, well, why can't I write like Zan Tyler? You know, why can't I do this? Why can't I do that? Instead, we want to be focused on the Lord. What are you doing with my family? Um, mm-hmm. And I love to tell people who think that I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm really not. Like, I, there is an extraordinary grace that God has poured out over my life for what he's asked me to do. And a lot of that grace uh, resides in the heart of my husband, um, who has been just such a faithful um, friend and encourager. And we everything we do, I mean, Zane, you guys have been around us for a long time. Everything we do, we do together. together. Yeah, yes. It's a real joy. And, and that's a glorious thing to be at that point in life. I want to take just a minute um, to thank our sponsor, BJU Press Homeschool. Uh, and speaking of ways that homeschoolers can get help in community, I just want to let you know that if you go to BJUPressHomeschool.com, you will find videos there that can help you through the hard times and the tough times. If you need help with a course you don't want to teach, you have built-in teachers and very well-done videos. And we have consultants that can answer all of your questions. So they are there to help, and I really appreciate the fact that they are sponsoring the podcast for us. So, Heidi, I just have to talk to you for a minute about your podcast. Um, I love the title, Off the Bench with Heidi St. John. First of all, I got to ask you, are you a Ford or a Chevy girl? Hey, man, you already know the answer to that, right? My husband also told me, don't don't be driving no Ford around, found on road dead. You know, well, I am, I, I'm, a, I'm just an off the bencher. You know, I just think we were born for this time in history. Get off the bench, get on the battlefield. What you sitting this out for? You know, and that's really that's kind of the heart behind the show. When you walk into the resource center here, somebody <laughs> made a bench for Heidi yep. that says "Off the Bench" yep. for the podcast, and it's the the back of it is a tailgate from a from Chevy a, from a Chevy truck. Yeah. So, and he told I, me he said you can get you can have, you can have a Ford or a Chevy, and my husband was just looking at me like, and I said well, that would be a Chevy. So, Be so my husband's going home and building one of those benches with the uh, tailgate from an old pickup truck we've got uh, I love in, it. we live in the country in a in a back driveway on our what's home. funny about that bench is that you know the, the person who made it for me was a campaign supporter wonderful neat guy that mm. i met out on the campaign trail and so it does say off the bench on the front of it and you laugh zan at the number of kids that come up to that bench and they sit down and someone goes it says off the bench <laughs> and then they jump off the bench because they think they're not supposed to sit on it it happens every day well you know heidi one thing i'm not going to belabor this but one thing i love about the way you handle your podcast is you're not encouraging everybody to jump off the bench and run for congress right or write a book but maybe invite a stranger or a needy person into their home or right. you know so many teach a class at a co-op yeah. go down to the state house one day for rally day you're right. so there's there are little things that all of us can do in the midst of busy lives to get off the bench so yeah. I, I i love that about yeah. the way you approach people it's what god's calling them to do you're not imposing your calling on them well, you, we can't do that That's right? right and so but the, what i'm trying to get them to do is say hey listen you were born for this time in human history you know the lord's not in heaven looking down at this generation going wow i sure messed this up you know these guys aren't aren't they're not equipped for this no you are equipped for it so um usually when people ask me what should i be doing you know i don't know i'm not the holy spirit in your life but typically what i've noticed over you know nearly 30 years now full-time ministry is I always like to ask people, what is it that breaks your heart? Mm. What is that issue that you're just like, oh, every time you hear about it, it, it burdens you and you really want to help? 
likely that is something that God wants you to be involved in. For some of you, that's hospitality in your homes. For some of you, it's teaching at Sunday school. For some of you, it's coming alongside a homeschool mom that needs encouragement. For other people, it will be writing a book and running for city council or running for Congress. Um, And just asking the Lord, what do you want me to do? Because we're not here to sit around. Uh, There is a battle that is being waged out in the world right now. And there are only two, there are only two kingdoms in this world, the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And you're on one side or you're on the other side. And so the question becomes, what part in the kingdom does God want you to play? And Mm -hmm. all of the parts are valuable. And the behind the scenes parts are every bit as valuable as the upfront and sort of in front of the camera parts. Um, the point is to do your part. That's right. I've always believed that homeschooling is kingdom building work. Absolutely true. And nurturing is kingdom building work. So yeah. I just want to encourage all the homeschool moms and dads out there that as you homeschool, you are really participating in building the kingdom mm-hmm. of God. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for being here today, for sharing with us for your life, for your ministry, for your kids, for your marriage. <laughs> I'm just so thankful for everything in your life. So thanks so much. Thank you for having me. It's been a joy. And you know, you can come stay at my house anytime. Oh, before we um, leave, tell everybody how they can find you. Oh, well, there, it's it's easier to not find me than it is to find me. I, I think um, if you just Google Heidi St. John, but obviously, you know, you can find me at HeidiStJohn.com. My podcast, Off the Bench with Heidi St. John, is available anywhere that podcasts are available. We've just launched a new subscription service there, and you can access that through Spotify. It's an extra 20 minutes every day of just uh, freebies and all kinds of fun stuff. I, I tend to do a deep dive. In fact, I did that with Joe and Zan. <laughs> yeah, we just a lot of fun That's talking right. about their marriage and how they met. And we just had a hoot and holler and good time. So that's fun. Uh, My books have been, if if you're interested in the Homeschool Resource Center, it is called Firmly Planted Family Homeschool Resource Center. Firmly Planted Family is the nonprofit organization that Jay and I founded 25 years ago. So lots of things, lots of ways to find me online. And I always tell people, now that I run for Congress, don't believe everything you read. (laughs) If you Google my name, uh, just don't believe everything you read. It's it's a fascinating thing to, to see what's happened with the internet in recent years. But I am thrilled to just be able to serve the Lord in this way and hope to see the Lord do amazing things through his people in the years to come. And I really think we're going to see it. This was so fun recording with Heidi in Washington. I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. For more information about anything we discussed, visit Zantyler.com. Until next time, bye.